Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, and uh, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. It's a Tuesday morning, and this would be the, uh, what is it, the 4th of October, and um, good to have you here. We're going to spend some time together for a little bit this morning, and then uh, later, I believe around noon, it, uh, John Titus, and John Titus is a, a well-respected uh, financial guy, gentleman, guru, prognosticator, and uh, I've read I've read his stuff over the years, a little bit, and he uh, he's uncovered some things about the Federal Reserve quantitative easing easing and money printing, and this pandemic uh, uh, that'll just kind of curl your hair and say, "Man, I can't believe this guy did this. These, these people did this thing. How'd they get away with it?" So we're going to talk to him tomorrow. Fred Dzeszewski, more about money with the real world of money. Um, well, actually, John Titus is 12.30. Oh, okay. I think that's what it is. That's what it looks like. And then Fred Dashevsky and the Real World of Money, and that will be um, tomorrow at 10. And then Sally K. Norton, you maybe remember her. Sally K. is a, 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 quite a researcher, and she's done uh, um, lots of work on, um, on um, Rum Rum. Um, the oxalates and things like that that we've talked about with the more meat-based diet. And um, she has a new book out, and it's all about some of the problems with um, many of the superfoods that uh, many of us uh, took over the <laughs> over the years. Uh, I think the only one I do now is, um, mm, let's see, uh, colostrum. I don't know if that's considered a superfood colostrum and think much else. I don't kind of gave up the cacao because I think that's, she's got there's some weird stuff in the cacao. Can you imagine? So we're going to talk to her tomorrow. That's going to be around noon. But if you care to join us this morning, we're going to um, dig into um, our specialty, really, which is uh, how we create disease and how we age and, and how it all works. Dig more into that because it's fun, and I don't know what else to talk about. It's, it's, it's the most important thing uh, to know about, so we can uh, we can be happy. So uh, the phone lines are always open when I'm here. Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Email Patrick at one radio network dot com. Uh, the um, <laughs> The, um, how to start? One of, one of the things I've been doing for quite a few years is going uh, deep within uh, and then looking at uh, how, in fact, um, we create 
diseases. It's been my real specialty. I just, um, you know, I'm just not interested in talking to somebody and they tell you that this is that and this is that and I just can't live my life like that because it's, uh, I just can't. So uh, I've spent over the last 10 years really looking deeply into this thing we call disease and over, over that time, the, um, the information that I've gained through simply looking and seeing, and I know that seems like a little ambiguous term, but that's pretty much what you can do with anything, is if you look at it and see objectively how the dots connect and what the relation to everything is, you can really see how it all works, life. Um, you can, which I've done, and I, I don't, not saying that because I want to convince you that I'm this smart guy and I really know what I'm talking about. Um, I do, in a sense, but I also am in there with you, right there, uh, every moment in my life and uh, as I move forward, because this is what I'm learning as well. So for me, it's all a learning experience, learning lessons, seeing how that works, and um, and then I share it with you. So I'm no, um, I, you know, I go through my bonker stage, even though I know I'm creating the bonkerness. Um, doesn't last too long, maybe two, two, three minutes or a minute, and then I figure out that I'm I'm places where no man has gone before or you know where you go. You get a little crazy and then you just come back. And uh, the, the point is that once you understand and once you see how it, how it works and who we are and, and the rest of it, well, um, we can really have a better shot at being happy, which in my opinion is the only reason we're here is to be happy. And I know that might sound a little bit narcissistic, but narcissistic, but it really isn't. Um, that's why we're here, is to be happy. And then um, when we're happy and productive and uh, doing our thing and, and uh, have our, all our ducks in a row, so to speak, then we, we have the opportunity to do stuff and be productive and, and uh, um, do things and uh, write stuff like I'm working on my screenplays or... You can start a business or take care of your family uh, better or uh, change your job or whatever you want to do. Write the great American novel or if you're fine with everything else and you're really happy and you have time, then you can go out and volunteer somewhere and help people who need help. And there's a lot of people that need help. I mean, you can literally go into nursing homes and just talk to people and it'd be like an angel for these folks. There's a lot of things we can do if we're happy and we've got our um, our life in, in order. Um, I mean, that's the whole point. And then, um, then we can help others. But we can't help others until we help ourselves. But we don't have to wait until we're totally squeaky clean before we do it. We can do it along the way. Like I'm learning screenwriting and you can do stuff. So, well, one of the things I, I thought about uh, in the last few days as we get into this is um, 
they're pretty simple, but I like to keep things simple. And um, if you contemplate on this idea, that um, the only thing or things, if we put a plural to it, that can possibly are possibly keeping us, you and I, from doing what we want to do, what would that be? The only thing that keeps us from doing it exact doing exactly what we want to do is um, a thought. I can't do it or I don't want to do it. Um, an image of and a feeling, a thought or an image or a feeling. We'll put those three categories up there. So these are the things that keep us from doing what we want to do. It's just that simple. Nobody else does. Uh, um, if we think that somebody else is keeping us from doing something, my husband or my wife or my girlfriend, then that's just another thought and that's not true because you can do what you want and uh, if your significant other doesn't want you to do what you want, well then I suggest you leave because that's not right. So just go go somewhere else because um, what's that about? So it's just a thought or an image which would be, you know, um, not a thought in words, or an image, which would be imagining somebody or something with a feeling behind it, and a feeling of, you know, of, I can't do that, or that's weird, or whatever. And these these uh, three things, thoughts, images, and feelings, they are not who we are. No, they're not. Um, they're just not. Um we are souls in these bodies, and we are not the thoughts, we are not the images, and we are not the feelings. Even though we've spent lifetimes thinking that we are, we're just not. We're just not. We're just not. So, one of the exercises that I do uh, every day, I do different spiritual exercises to, to get more clarity on that, so, ooh, that, okay. just to look and see what's me and what's what's not me, and um, you know most of the things at, at first that go through our our consciousness are not um, are just just extracurricular activity, just stuff, you know, images and feelings or whatever, you know, emotions. And, but this is not who we are. Uh, we have emotional bodies, which are on another plane, the astral plane. We have mental bodies, which are on the mental plane. And then we have causal bodies, which where we have all of our, our karma kind of things stored. And these are all different bodies that operate on different planes of reality. And then we have physical bodies, obviously. And all of these bodies are not... Are not um, solid. They are just bodies that uh, are created by soul to operate on these various planes. And they are not physical, um, none of them. And they're 
they have to obey by the different laws of the different planes. So in an astral plane, um, you may have had this in a dream or something, could have been on an astral plane where you're flying, you've had flying dreams. Those, those are real. You are literally flying around. They're pretty cool uh, on the astral plane, and you can fly on the astral plane. Here in physical, you can't do that pretty much because you'll fall down and go boom. So we have different laws for different planes on our different bodies. Um, so one, the, the real game here, in my opinion, is to first off know that we are not the thoughts, that we are not the, the images, that we are not the feelings. We all feel this and that, but it's not really who we are. Um, it's okay to do it. People do it all the time. But it's not who we are. It's really, it's really uh, separate from our true self, which is soul. So once we can work on this idea of knowing that we are soul, which is what the whole point of being on earth is, then we can more often than not choose which what we want because we can choose uh, whether or not this thought or that thought is what we want to hang on to we can it's just a choice right it's just a choice and this is so cool one um especially over the last six months, I've done a lot of deep spiritual work where, especially, oh, one or two o'clock in the morning, where you're just lying, I just lie in bed and um, um, don't, just kind of do it, you know, up with your arms like this, you know, just like this. And just totally surrender to what is, maybe say God, with no, with no, um, nothing. You don't put in any energy into breathing, you don't put any energy into anything except totally surrendering to what is, right? And just to look from a, from a, as perspective of soul. And you can get really pretty good at it and uh, just, just, you can lie there and I've seen so many cool things, so I know that it's true, because I've, I've just seen it, that um, it appears that over our lifetime, all of these um, various aches and pains, and I know this is how it works, diseases, if you will, whether, you know, whatever it is, anything from a canker sore, we said, to cancer, are simply um, thoughts and images and feelings that we have kind of, not kind of, but we have, we have um, conjectured, if you will, we believed that um, they were part of us. So we've accepted them as real, and then they are. Um, I don't like 
Joe or Charlie. And so that that idea that you don't like a person, um, that's just a, a judgment call on somebody else. And you can do that if you want. I don't recommend it because uh, when you do that, then it's in your body and then it affects, affects us. So when we have, for example, uh, strong feeling, or really any feeling about anybody, uh, um, it's in our body. So that's why love feelings are good because what's wrong with having love in your body? So love all you can and love everybody. And I guess as Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And he knew what he was talking about because <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah, just love everybody that you want. And that love then is in your body. And you actually, we actually get healthier as we love everything whether it be bees or squirrels or dogs or cats or, you know, how, how healing it is to love your animals and horses. And, and uh, this is in our body when we, when we love something. Um, it has to be in our body. If it's in our state of consciousness, it's in our body because they're not, they're not separate. We've talked a lot about this, and, and it's uh, one of the most fascinating ideas of being in the earth plane, in a, as a spiritual being, is that everything that we have going on in our head, if you want to just put it like that, people kind of put in those terms in our head and our heart, um, which are separate, um, they, they are in the body. And it, they just are. So, the thing you can do if you want to play around with this is to do, as I'm suggesting, it's a little tricky at first, uh, but you'll get, you'll get the hang of it after a while. And you can do it, you know, outside, laying outside on a blanket. That's cool. Um, and just inside in bed or in a, in a chair as a spiritual exercise, you don't have to be lying down, and just don't do anything. Uh, just don't do anything. Don't try to breathe, don't try not to breathe, don't try to think, don't try to not to think. Just look and see of what goes on in your inner world, in, a, in our inner world. And the more we can do this without uh, um, commenting on it or judging it, and at first it's hard because you know you can have a thought of um, I don't know something. I think something's wrong with my kidneys or something like that, and then at first, then the mind will then jump in and say. Um, oh, there's nothing wrong with my kidneys. You know, the opposite. There's always the opposite. And it, uh, looking and seeing without commenting on it is something that you can get good at as as we just uh, relax into uh, the experience. This is real deep meditation, or better said, contemplation. And um, I've seen where... things just release in the body um, because when we just, let's see how to phrase this, it's kind of tricky, but when I just lie there 
and don't do anything, um, you'll see, and you'll find out, it's pretty fun, you'll see that all the little aches and pains or numbness or anything going on, whether it be in your stomach, on your toes, or your neck, anything, all of it will kind of rise up into your awareness. Or say, two minutes ago, you didn't even feel that cramp sometimes you have in your, your, um, you know, your calf that comes up every now and then. But it's there because there's a, there's some energy in there and that's why the cramp will come up every now and then. But when you lie there and you see and you feel, and you can see it too, when you really pay attention, these little, all these little things that come up. And this is really the true path to healing. And if you can hang in there and don't, don't try to get away from the pain or away from the little you know, numbness or the little sharpness or needles or all the different things that the body goes through, you know, if you have a rash, you can feel that, whatever. If you don't try to stop it, and you don't try to uh, not like it, and you just allow it to, to come up, and as you do that, the awareness of the separateness on the spiritual level of, of this, uh, this feeling, let's just say it's a, a cramp in your leg, the separateness of it, even though it's not, it gets a little tricky. You you can feel it by not reacting to it dissipate. It just it just melts. The energy melts. So if you think of it as maybe say some tension deep in a muscle in your calf that every now and then if you move wrong you can feel it. You've had that probably when you just can be with it, like love it and not love it, or just don't do anything with it, but just experience it, a little tricky, you can actually feel it, especially if you control your breathing, and I can teach you how to do that, Uh, it actually dissipates. It actually just dissolves. It just slowly dissolves. And this is what healing, in my opinion, is. This is how the body heals. These engrams, or tension, it's all tension, heal as we see them for what they are and don't try to stop them or shove them back down or just feel it. And it just dissipates. It just dissipates. I learned this originally uh, when I was uh, over a few years dealing with um, uh, this concept called heartburn. When I would get these um, this burning thing up in my solar plexus, and um, and I worked with it on this level, and not with it on the idea of well, if I take this, I take that, and then I'll get rid of the heartburn and you know, too much acid, or, uh, um, I don't know what this is. Too much acid, or 
too much um, alkaline or whatever. I ate something. Those are all just, um, how you say, just symptoms. So when we just treat something on the physical level, and we're just we're just really treating the symptom. But unless we really get to the spiritual component to it, which these things are, um, they're going to stick around. Now that doesn't mean that we don't want to take different things for this or that, and you can do it, and we've all done it, and you know, and, and it's helpful. You can take different herbs to settle down, and things like that, and um, different herbs to build up testosterone like we do, and things like that, and it helps. But at the end of the day, um, you really will get to the point where you're going to do both for true healing. Um, we've uh, interviewed just quite a few people over the years uh, who worked with this thing called cancer. And you can go back and over 15 years, I mean, there's been a bunch of them who, um, who just, you know, worked through cancer. And they worked through it. With, they did a lot of stuff. Someone went to, you know, different juicing and doing all, you can do all kinds of things. It helps. It's great. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you really talk to them, uh, you saw, and we experienced how they they knew they went through a spiritual metamorphosis where they let go of a lot of the mm, the extracurricular activity with emotions, fear, hating somebody, um, whatever. All the different things that uh, we, we experience to create these diseases. These people have all kind of gone, they all went through it. And most often they always said, it's the best thing that ever happened to me, this cancer thing. I am healthier, happier, uh, more settled, more comfortable in my body than I've ever been. And they went through little hell, some of them, for 10 years. Because they all went through a spiritual component, which is what really healed. The body healed when soul um, lets go of things that are causing the disease. That's pretty much what healing is, in a nutshell. So, does God heal us? Does Spirit heal us? Mm, yeah, kind of, sort of, but not without our, our participation. It's really interesting. Not without our participation. Yeah, we're involved in it. That's the way it works. Now, I suspect, I don't know, I mean, how would I know? But I suspect uh, there's been there's been healings, I don't think so, but it's possible, where spirit has just kind of came in, come in and, and blipped it away. But I don't think so. I think, I think that soul, and I, I'm not sure, but I, I think that soul, that you and I are available or participate in, in, in everything that's going on, on 
a level, we may be unconscious of it, but I think we participate, because I think that's just how it works. That's a whole other subject. Um, pretty fun stuff, huh? I mean, the, the, the point with this is, is that I know for, for sure that you and I do not have to spend this entire lifetime um, not being much more certain about disease and how we cause it and how we get out of it and how we create what we want this lifetime. Um, much, much more certain. And I think that's why we're here. Um, certainly what I'm looking at and every moment of my life and and it's amazing what what you can see. So I'm here to help you do that if, uh, if you like uh, these presentations that we do from time to time. Um, uh, listen to them, re-listen to them. I answer a lot of emails about it. I'm available through emails. People say, well, what are they? And I just write them back. So that's what I do. This is part of my, my, my karma dharma of this lifetime, doing this show. And um, so I like doing it. And I'm here to help you in any way that I can. Um, with, uh, let's do a little commercial here. You know, with the more meat-based diet that I'm doing, also known sometimes as carnivore, but I don't like to use that term. Um, I don't know. I, I don't mind using the term, but I, as I said to Adam yesterday, I really don't want to join a club where somebody would let me in there because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of baggage that goes around to being anything, whether it be a vegetarian or a vegan or, you know, a ketogenic or a carnivore, you know, and, and uh, people get all wrapped up in what you can do and can't do. And, and that's really a, um, a trap. You can do whatever you want. Um, doesn't matter, you know. Because people will email me, well, can you do this on a couch? Sure, I can do it. Do it. Do whatever you want. Try it all. Try it all. I don't have any preconceived notions about I, I have to eat, you know, all this. And The other night I had uh, um, some little small red potatoes, about three or four of them, the little baby ones, um, just for fun, just to see how it felt after just training primarily meat for over four months now, all meat, eggs and goat's milk, butter, um, little cream, uh, fat, pretty much my whole diet. No vegetables or fruit. Uh, um, oh, there's a little bit of monk fruit in the colostrum that I'm taking. Monk fruit's a nice little little fruit. Anyway, um, so colostrum is a nice uh, uh, thing that I've been doing in the morning uh, more than ever since uh, going more uh, meat-based. It's a wonderful product, and uh, Daniel Vitalis has the Monster Thrival. If you'd like to try it, you can just mix it with water. Um, water, water. Speaking of water. You can just mix it with water or juice it up with all kinds of things. Uh, you know, you can put cacao in there or uh, almond milk. I, I don't do almond milk anymore after I learned from Sally Kay, who we'll talk to tomorrow, about all the different oxalates and almonds. And they're, they're, they're full of, of oxalates, and I don't think they're good for us. 
uh, everything that we know about oxalates. I don't think they're good. But um, so, but you can do it with water or goat's milk or oat milk. And I wouldn't do that either. Um, not a lot, not a lot of choices after you really start to learn what all these different grains and uh, are not really um, species specific for us for our best nutritional needs. But you, you know, we do it what you want. Anyway, uh, check out the colostrum here. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. And uh, you know, if you uh, eat fruit, uh, almond, whatever, you can you can just get creative with it. And and uh, and I, I kind of like it. Uh, a lot of the people doing a carnivore diet, um, you know, they'll go out sometimes and have a piece of steak for breakfast. But I've been doing, you know, eating on time for so many years after hanging out with, with Adam Bergstrom. And so before I went uh, to more meat-based, you know, um, fruit and nuts uh, were, were the morning thing, and almonds and nuts and fruit, the more a little fruit and sweetness. So I just, you know, having a steak at 7 o'clock in the morning is not getting, I can do bacon and eggs, and that's pretty good. Um, uh, I actually like to do eggs more at night. Uh, they, they do better, well, midday, too. But bacon, anytime. Bacon's great. But anyway, so that's why the colostrum, I think, works better for me in the morning. But you decide when you want to have it. And you can get as, um, you know, get as juiced up with it as you want and put as much stuff in there as you want. I, 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 me, I don't do well with a lot of different ingredients. Daniel puts all these things in there. There's no way I could, I, I, I would feel like, I'm, you know, once you do a lot of meat stuff, uh, your body gets very, very sensitive to a lot of things in your stomach trying to mix and match. And um, I've tried it, and boy, it just feels like it just sits there for me. It just doesn't work. But with the, with the water, I think you'll like it. And I like the, uh, 
and they have a vanilla one. It has vanilla flavor, a little bit of monk fruit and colostrum. So it's got just a little bit of sweetness. Monk fruit's great, very low sugar. And so they have vanilla and chocolate and strawberry and um, uh, strawberry, vanilla, chocolate, and an original, right? So vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, and original. I think there's another one. But it's on the front page of One Radio Network. And you can get the smaller ones. You don't have to buy the bigger ones. And maybe try a couple of the smaller ones. See what you like. And But as Daniel said, there's so many good things in colostrum. Uh, the essential fat. All kinds of things. That uh, it's a really complete breakfast. And pretty fun. Easy to do. You put it in a little Nutribullet. Mix it up with whatever liquid you choose. Add whatever you want to choose. And... You, you rock and roll. You rock and roll. So, any Sir Thrival link? Need to blow my nose. Uh, oh, I'll do it. Yeah, it's been it's been fifty five uh, here in the morning, forty five last night. So a little bit of coolness will um, cause a bit of uh, mucus to come out. That's just the way it works. No, you're not getting a cold. It, uh, just that cold te- uh, temperature changes will will have things come out. That's why it's there. That's why God makes fall and winter, so uh, things come out. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah, we don't get sick. We just keep moving things through. We don't get sick. That sick idea is just... It's all a detox, in my opinion. We came across this... Uh, um, paper some months ago and it's from Scientific Reports. It's a pretty geeky, you can see it on video, it's a pretty geeky uh, paper on the long-term and daily use of molecular hydrogen inducing reprogramming of liver metabolism in rats, you dirty rat, by modulating NADP. Well, when I see all these kind of things, these Hieroglyphics. I always refer to Adam, so I sent him this um, this this study, liver, because you know he's into um, um, yellow fat disease and liver and stuff. And uh, yeah, he, he he sent it back and said he really he was really impressed with this study. He thought they really did a great job, and they really dug into it and uh, how um, this molecular hydrogen can um, can. Uh, help work out this yellow fat disease and weird liver. And if you keep the liver going, baby, I tell you what, everybody's happy. It's the most, just coolest organ ever. And it's one of the biggest organs in the body. And um, probably why it's a good idea once, once, once a month to have a liver. So if you'd like to check out this hydrogen machine, uh, we have it on sale it is promo code one radio twenty percent. Get one. I think you'll uh, you'll really enjoy just breathing the water, breathing the gas, or <laughs> drinking the water. And uh, I think you'll like having it around. I I'm on mine all the time. I uh, do my water every day. I think it's been really, really good things for my health, and I've been doing it for three years. And I just feel like I'm getting healthier and younger and happier all the time. And I know it, it's played a role into it. Uh, yeah, this is a fellow that we had on the show uh, about it, 
Mm, a couple months ago, a doctor. Recently, Dr. Al Dannenberg, who's healing from cancer, said this about hydrogen. Can I interject one thing? Whatever you want. Just about molecular hydrogen. It is an amazing technology or research. It's got over 15 years of clinical studies. It is part of my protocols. I use molecular hydrogen in high concentration. I use it in water. There are great studies with all kinds of diseases, like some of the doctors that were on your commercial that were speaking. Without a doubt, it is the best discriminating antioxidant around, and it is all biologically normal. Our body uses hydrogen for almost every metabolic pathway. There is interesting research for cancer patients with molecular hydrogen. There is a very strong indication that it can be beneficial, so I use it. You know, cancer hmm. is a disease of metabolic dysfunction and mitochondrial dysfunction. That's fascinating technology. We've been using ours for three years now. If you'd like to get one, go to oneradionetwork.com, use promo code ONERADIO for a 20% discount, lifetime warranty, one year, no questions asked, money back guarantee for one year. Promo code ONERADIO, 20% off hydrogen browns gas machine right now on oneradionetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, um, oh, what did Adam say yesterday? He said when you do this, it, it increases your psychic ability. Did you see, can you see this? Oh, well, I don't even think we have audio, so, you know, I don't think we do. I've been wanting to get this thing up forever and ever, and it just won't work. Not sure. Okay. Yeah, he's working on it. It's going to be any moment now. <laughs> we had to upload all of the different archives, archives um, of the shows. So the, the play button will be working pretty soon, and you can listen to just the audios a lot of people do. So where was I here on the, um, 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 whatever. I got distracted here. I was going somewhere. Okay, okay. Oh, I was doing this. Adam said yesterday, when you do this, I don't know how this works, but you know Adam, he's got all these crazy things. He said, when you do this, it increases your psychic ability. To, you know, I've been seeing, um, by the way, our phone number, uh, uh, come on in if you'd like to join us, have some fun, talk about stuff, I don't care, talk about whatever you want. Um, triple eight. 663-6386 email patrick at oneradionetwork.com patrick at oneradionetwork.com is the email as we're live here on the 4th of October and boy it's really getting fun here where uh, nighttime temperatures upper 40s but it's still going back up to around 90 it's just crazy weather here 
And um, so uh, let, the, let the rain angels know that we're ready, waiting, anytime they want to come by. I think it's soon. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. I feel it. So let me know if this works. I was going to mention that um, I've been seeing a lot of water in my dream experiences. Just, you know, just in passing, just lots of water. And I'm sure there's there's a message there. I, I put it in my dream journal and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what it means, what it doesn't mean. You know, they have these different things you can go on and say, well, if this is a, you know, if you do this, this is this, and if you do this, this is that. Or if you see this, this is a symbol for that. Uh, they don't don't, um, don't put any much stock into those things. Everybody has their own symbols. Your little dream life is just real special. It's just real special. And it's just for you. Which is why we recommend that you do a dream journal because um, um, you can then determine what your little, um, your own little symbols are and decode your dreams. Um, you know, the goal is, just like everything we were talking about a moment ago, is to become, uh, have more clarity on what, um, what is going on, right? We were talking about with the, with the emotions and, the, you know, the, how we create disease and, and all that stuff, Right? And the, the same thing is true that the more clarity we get when we're in the body, walking around, taking a walk, washing dishes, whatever we're doing, the more clarity we get during these waking moments. Because, uh, well, you know, we have waking, we have sleeping, and then we have uh, dream life and we have a spiritual perspective, about four different states of consciousness. But anyway, uh, the more clarity we get, the clearer that the dreams get, and there's not as many symbolically things, symbols, not many as many symbols, but they're more just really clear. Say, oh, that's, yeah, okay, thanks, yeah, I can do that. You know what I mean? It, so everything gets, so as above, so below. So the more clarity we get here, with just everything, you know, earth and politics and all that stuff and realizing that it's just all um, Jiminy Cricket stuff, you know, Alice in Wonderland stuff, the more we realize that, that the more clarity you get in your dream state as well. Does that make sense? Because it's all, it's all you, soul, participating on whatever reality you're in. I know this is a bit esoteric and all of that, but the only... Um, I, I don't know what else to talk about that really makes sense to me. I mean, we talk about money stuff and health stuff and, and we will continue to. But um, for me, the deal is this lifetime is to support as many people as I can while I'm supporting myself to um, become um, self-realized, God-realized, and to know exactly what's going on so we can um, blow this popsicle stand someday and not come back here on planet Earth. Um, 
because I think I know that we can get to that point where we don't have to reincarnate back here. You know what I mean? Because I know we have, and we have a lot, and we have a lot. I've seen some of them, and I know I've been here a lot. All throughout history. We just have. If I have, you probably have. I don't know where else you're going to be. But sometimes we we do uh, reincarnate on other realities, and hang out there for a while in the astral plane and do that. But then uh, there is a point, uh, um, my understanding, that we um, earn our way out of here where we do not have to come back. I know that's true. And uh, so you can look into that and um, see if... um, if it's interesting to you, ask for guidance on that, and you'll get you'll get some guidance on how to do that. You just ask, just ask, and it'll come. Just ask, and it'll come. So the more I look at this, I'm just fascinated by the thing, uh, by all of it the more I can see is that, you know, we talk about this thing called aging, right? The more I can see clearly that um, the body ages for a lot of different reasons, but one of the reasons it ages is that we uh, are spiritual beings, and being spiritual beings, um, the best thing we could do uh, from day one, it doesn't happen because we dazed and confused and we're in a crib with bars and we don't know why we're there because the whole karmic thing about reincarnating is just crazy, right? And we go through being a kid and then going through puberty and getting crazy and not knowing it and going through the whole thing all over again until we begin to wake up and you know, you know that's one of the reasons why you really don't, if you don't want to reincarnate back here because uh, you know, when we come into another embodiment, into a um, into a fetus, or uh, you know, into the womb, and then and then are born, then I believe that's when we come in and and just uh, are in for the for the long haul when we take our first breath. Before that, I uh, I think we come and go. Just my uh, my theory. I don't know for sure that we just come and go uh, while while the fetus is in the tummy. We just back, go back and forth. Oh, I'll live there for a while. Go back and forth. Kind of like what babies do. Uh, I know for sure that this is how it works. That babies, uh, you know, they sleep a lot. Uh, they're not. Um, they're not just inside their head sleeping with nothing going on. They're they're going back and forth to where they were and uh, talking to people. Yeah, they are talking to angels. Talking to whatever you want to use the term, their teachers, their guides, and, um, you know, say, what am I doing? And so babies know what's going on. Uh, they, they just, um, uh, we just don't know how to verbalize it as uh, babies do 
know what is know what's going on. I've talked to people that can remember where they when they were in a crib. They can actually remember. I I don't. I remember when they were in a crib and knew that they wanted to kind of get out and explore, but they couldn't get out of the crib when they were just babies. Um, yeah, I know. Isn't that, isn't that cool? So if you're going to have babies or you have babies, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, talk to them just like I talk to Doodle, like she's a person just with four legs, and she gets everything. Everything. They know what's going on. Animals know what's going on. And babies do too. Um, I've, I've met families that where they really talk to their, their little ones from day one, just talk to them like this, right? Not, go, go, baby, you want to be? Just talk to them normally. You're going to be fine. I know, it's a little strange here, but I'm taking to take care of you, whatever. And they get that. They do. They get it all. They might not get it in the same way that, that you and I do, you know, with the word and putting each word with an image and all that, that comes in time. But um, I've done this uh, my whole life with Doodle, who's lying right here. Hi, Doodle. And uh, you can just talk to your, your animals, your horses and your cats and your dogs and your mice and your, your fish, whatever, Talk to them like they're just a human. Whatever you want to say to them. And they get it. They understand it. They understand it. They just do. I know it. Isn't that cool? I get it. And so do uh, all other souls do as well. Uh, whether they're in a body or not. So if you're mom or dad or grandpa or grandma that have left this reality and they are dead, they're not dead, of course, they're somewhere else, you can and talk to them just like you're, I'm talking to you right now, anytime, anywhere, and they get it. They get it. They do. There's just no secrets on that, on the soul level. Everybody's getting everything from everybody else. I really uh, I talked to a cat that I had like that before she, um, it was a he, he actually got this tumor on the top of his neck, you know, where they give these vaccines. I don't know if you've ever seen him give vaccines. I don't do them anymore, but um, they actually put him right there in the scruff of the neck, if you'd ever watch a, a video or something to these animals. And he got a tumor right there because these vaccines are very dangerous in animals as well as people. And uh, so this tumor was growing. I really love this cat. And so I just started talking to him um, uh, from when I first saw the tumor growing. 
I just talked to him like this. He said, you know, if you want to come back here, if this thing is not going to, you know, I don't know, if this thing is going to take you out, it doesn't have to keep growing. We can just, you know, look at it and and uh, know that you're going to heal. And that's the approach I took. But it was her karma dharma because it just kept growing, you know. But I would talk to her, uh, him, uh, for months while this thing was growing. And um, so if you want to come back, you know, just come back and uh, let me know where you are. Um, and um, and I'll just, we can do it again, you know. Because animals, of course, reincarnate too, just like people do. And um, they're souls too. Animals are souls too. And so eventually, uh, eventually he he left the, the tumor got like, and I wasn't gonna. Well, actually, I did. I actually did. Um, um, I went to the vet and, and finally, and he said, "Well, you know, um, we could we could cut it off. I could maybe get it all. See see what happens." And uh, they did, and he was all right for one night, and then the next morning he left. Didn't make it. So. I think it was probably a year later, I, well, maybe six months later, I start getting um, um, ideas about what color he was going to be and little by little by little of uh, where he was going to be. And finally, I knew exactly where he was going to be and what color he was going to be. And he did. And I knew where he was going to be. And he showed up there on some people's land just was born on the on the property was a wild one, feral cat, and I called the guy, the, the my friend. I said, "I think Jazzy Boy is coming back. Uh, if you see any cats around your area, he said he's going to come in your place. I don't know why he's choosing your place, um, but he was he was about ten miles away, and he thought I was crazy, of course. But then six months later, he called me. He goes, you know, I think I think your cat may be here because." Uh, my wife found uh, uh, a, a litter of feral cats out in the field, and the mom is not there, and just the cats. And so she waited a few days, and mom didn't show up. And you know, things happen out in the wild. Couldn't get get a fight, or maybe mom just—I don't know. So she brought him in, and and I went over there, and um, there he was black and white cat and I told him before he left I said now when you come back you got to do something so I know that um, um, it's you just let me know because I don't want to take I don't want to take the wrong one you know and uh, uh, Jazzy Boy used to do these things called making biscuits you ever see cats do that They'll do their paws like that. Cats do that a lot. When you pick them up, they, lots of times when you pick them up, they'll do that. So, um, making biscuits. And so this cat was just like four weeks old. And um, I picked him up, because the only black and white one there, so I knew it was him. But I picked him up, and the first thing he did was do this, you know, making biscuits. So I start crying. You know? <laughs> of course, <laughs> you gotta cry. So he came back and had a few a few more years together and then he got 
after, I don't know how many years, six years, five or six years, he's out in the wild. See, once they're wild cats, they, uh, they, they, they'll spend a lot of time inside and you can hold them, but they're always wild. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Have you heard about feral cats? If you get a feral cat in the wild, boy, it's, um, they always have this wildness about them. He was always conscious, even of me. I guess it's kind of in their DNA. When you're out in the wild, you can get, you know, attacked by something. But at, at, oh, after, I don't know how many years, a few years, quite a while, but he got into a, a fight and just practically killed him. Couldn't, couldn't repair him, just put him to sleep. But, you know, things, things happen. Life is a chancy thing. So, um, I'll just tell you that story. So, if you have a favorite pet that you're really close to and they're really close to you and they're getting close or even not close, start talking to them now. Let them know that you'd be into have them around. They don't, they don't last that long. Dogs and cats, 20 years. Dogs don't last that long these days because of, uh, oh, just don't get me started. Bad food, vaccines. You know, their, their lifespan is slowly deteriorating. Most of the food out there is just not worthy of your animal. It just isn't are worthy of you. And I know um, it just isn't. Uh, there's some people that we know up in uh, New York, and it's in our store, Cornucopia Pet Foods, and it's totally 100% organic pet food. It's probably the only 100% organic food I know of, but it's in cans, so it is cooked, but they do really well on it. And... Uh, so you can order something. We don't have a financial thing with them. They send us some some product now and then because we talk about them, but that's it. That's about it. Nothing in writing or anything. You talk about me and I'll give you that. It's just, they're just great people and I, I promote them and they, they'll send me some um, food from time to time. That uh, Doodle pretty much eats raw food, uh, but we uh, it's nice to have around as a, Sometimes I'll, I'll give her a can for breakfast or mix it with raw or, you know, who knows what's going to happen with this food supply. So I'm actually using them now as pretty much just in case kind of things too. But it's a great product and it's all organic, which is very, very important for your dogs and cats, even much more than us. I think they're much more sensitive to these chemicals um, uh, just because they don't have the, I don't know, I won't go there because I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think they, are, they are, can be very much more sensitive and, um, you know, it's tough. Hi mm. Patrick, here's a new video. <clears throat> on the poor souls injured by the vaccine in the UK and how they were treated professionally made compelling watching. 
Yeah, you know, I um, thanks for that. I, I don't watch those kind of things. I'm sorry. Thanks for sending it. I just don't. Um, uh, I'm not putting my head in the sand and all that. I know we know that these things are just terrible. We know that they're killing people, and it's just I don't. I don't want to watch it. You know, I want to. I want to focus on on the helping people to get aware enough so they won't take these things. Does that make sense? I don't see any productive value in it. It's not going to change my view on them. It's not going to make me, you know. They're just dangerous and people know it. They choose to know it or they don't. And we're here to help anybody that wants to uh, understand that. Uh, I've seen your details on the One Radio Network site looking to buy a portable sauna for my home in Australia. Ah, sure. Could you please inform me? Yeah. I believe Australia, last we checked, now the, the shipping has gone up. Boy, this, this COVID um, thing, everybody and their brother and sister are kind of piling on the shipping thing, right? They just are. And it's a shame. And this is also driving prices higher in this inflation thing. <clears throat> but gas, go, gas has gone up a lot and diesel's gone up. and then But even UPS and FedEx and everybody, uh, they're just raising their prices because they can get away with it which is, what can I tell you? Is it right? Is it proper? No, but they do. So I think we're, um, we're about, let's see where we are. Mm, 10, 11, 12, probably about 15, I'll do the exact numbers for you and send it. I think it's about 15.95 delivered to Australia. It's not quite that much. I think it's more fourteen ninety-five to Canada. Still a good price. These are great, great units. I can show you a picture here. Boy, I just, I just love mine. It's called the Relax Far Infrared Sauna, and uh, you sit in it. It doesn't have any radio frequencies. Now RFs are the kind of stuff that's in cell phones. Wi-Fi's, you know, these are the ones that are really the most damaging to us. Radio frequencies, and then it's got some um, some magnetic and electrical, uh, and any, anything with a motor has that. Your car, your juicer, your refrigerator, whatever. Uh, they're not gonna doesn't hurt you. Hasn't hurt me, and I'm in there every day for ten years. But you can get some. You know, you can get some meters called the trifield, and you'll see a reading on there with the magnetic energy. But what kind of thing? Okay, but they're great, and uh, in the United States, they're twelve ninety five, so that's cool. Delivered twelve ninety five, best price you're going to get anywhere, baby. We've had a relationship with um, Brandon Amalani for a very long time. And um, 
Shen Blossom is crazy good um, website with products that I think you'll be very excited about when you go there and you look. And, and do yourself a favor, just uh, click on a few of the products and then read the ingredients, right? Just read the ingredients. And uh, you'll say, wow, man, I want some of that. And they, they work. I mean, these are all based on Chinese medicine formulas that Brandon um, has a whole lineage of people that he works with. And, uh, uh, you know, you can feel them. I do the, regularly do the Hoshi Wu. I take fairly regularly. Um, the digestive uh, little powder I take, I like. Um, the root, which is ginseng. And then the, I mentioned this one, the Arise, which is this one. This is for libido, making babies or practicing. I take this one every day. I'm going to take some right now. <clears throat> so those are my faves. But guys, if you want to juice up uh, south of the border, this keeps everything really in tune. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we... Uh, we, we take in in the air, in the water, in the food, depending on our diet, that um, lowers, can lower, um, you know, estrogens, beans. If you eat beans, that'll lower estrogen, that'll lower testosterone, you know. Um, you know what I mean? It will. Uh, estrogen foods do that. Um, that's why I don't eat beans. One of the reasons. They also have lectins. But anyway, uh, yeah, here's a, this is the one for kidney. Uh, if you uh, if you've ever had a bunch of fear going on in your in your life, that affects the kidney. And uh, this is a good one. Previously, with our friend Brandon Amalani of Shen Blossom. A good example of this also is like the Hoshi Wu formula. Mm. That is um, mm. that's a new one that came out. It's, it's really good because it's a blood builder. A lot of people don't understand that Hoshi Wu is actually toxic if it's not prepared correctly. Um, so I wanted to come out with one that not only features the Hoshu Wu as the king herb in the formula, but it's prepared of a minimum of 14 days. Usually we try and get 20, 21 days of cooking it. So you can think of it as like it's in a slow cooker with black beans. Huh. Um, and it's basically just cooking down and deactivating some of those liver toxic compounds. So we do use that as like the bulk of the formula, but we basically put a lot of like mature ginseng root, like in our root extract, we have the fermented and hydrolyzed pearl powder, reishi stem, and it's got Shudi Hong, which is like a Romania type family. We got both the prepared warm stuff and then the cool stuff to kind of balance it out in the sense so it doesn't become sticky. If you get a good quality Hoshi Wu that's properly prepared, it definitely has some invigorating qualities to it and makes you feel relaxed, but yet fully vigorous and energized. Now, that's the kind of Hoshi Wu that you would like, right? Really nice products, as you can hear. If you'd like to order Hoshi Wu or the other products, click on Shen Blossom right there on the front page OneRadioNetwork.com From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com Well, here we are on the 4th of October. We're live. If you want to call or email, you can do that and join the show. Say hi. Um, we uh, are going through, uh, man, you know, I keep thinking that um, something yes, no, maybe is going to happen on a big scale to 
um, help us navigate this earth plane with all of the craziness going on. So I'm talking about in the financial world, and we're going to talk about that in about an hour, talk about it more with Fred tomorrow. And there are things going on in the financial world that when you dig into it, it's like, whoa. I mean, it's never, 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 ever been this squirrely. That's the only word I've got. Never. This is um, this is the big one that the the crashaholics and the, um, the collapsitarians, in my opinion, talked about with Andrew Goss over twenty years. They always thought it was coming, and Andrew said, "Well, um, it's going to come when they run out of zeros," and he was right to an extent because they just kept adding zeros. I mean, the amount of debt that uh, we the people have is probably. Uh, 40, 45 trillion, 45 trillion, never going to be paid. Um, they, they they keep claiming it's 31 trillion. I saw an article the other day say, well, we finally reached 31, come on, it's been 31 trillion for two years. They just cooked the books. They've, they've created so much debt in the last couple of years. It's crazy. And we'll talk about it again in an hour. And what do you hear some of the stuff that's going on? And we're going to talk about it with John Titus in an hour. So I won't go too deeply into it right now. But this is the big one. Now, um, and then all of the the crazy stuff going on with the injections and a lot of, uh, so much information is becoming more mainstream about, uh, you know, this is a genocide. And then the pedophilia thing, pedophilia, these crazies are, more of that is coming out. Um, more of the voting fraud stuff is coming out. Um, everything is just kind of bubbling up. And and then you have the Klaus Schwabies, you know, the, the Davos crowd, that they want to do some kind of great reset. So my theory, and it's just my theory, because I'm an eternal optimist, is there's going to be something that happens that precipitates a, a real a big change for the better. I truly believe this. I'm not concerned about it at all, that the whole thing is just going to get darker and darker and darker. Um, I think it will for a a portion of reality, of uh, physical reality. People, maybe 100 million people or so, will just go down a black hole. But somehow, and I can't tell you how this is going to work, that you and I are going to be able to live in our own reality, the one that we want, the one that is based on peace, love, and hippie beads, you know what I mean, and uh, love and caring for others, and having plenty of food, and having water, and having a place to live, that we're going we're gonna to have an opportunity to keep this reality that we're in now, and not even concern ourselves with the other because you can't save those that are going down the black hole. It's their choice and we can't save them 
but I think something is going to happen, and maybe it's just going to be a slow metamorphosis or morphosis morph into uh, that we just, and it's probably just to be the way it is. We're just going to figure out more clearly how we're going to survive in our own reality, supporting one another like we do now, and and we're going to be fine. And nobody's going to mess with this because they just won't. They just won't. There'll be enough low-hanging fruit in the millions of people, and I can't tell you how many, are just going to go down uh, uh, this black hole of uh, transhumanism, um, you know, getting getting chips planted in their forehead or their finger, um, everything, taking more vaccines, take uh, injections, um, getting involved in uh, central bank digital currencies where they'll uh, be able to control uh, their behavior through using digital currencies and um, uh, you know, I don't think these people like Twitter or Facebook or or any of these things are ever gonna and are ever gonna get real. They're gonna, you know, they're they're all in on the deal. Um, I see where an article today, Twitter stock soaring this morning after Musk reportedly willing to consummate deal at the original price. Um, I think Elon Musk is, um, um, mm, how should I say this? I don't want Elon Musk karma. He's a globalist. He's uh, not uh, our friend. And um, I would no more buy a car or anything from him. He doesn't shoot up rockets. He doesn't shoot up satellites. He shoots up balloons, and he talks about going to Mars, and it's all just made up. He's just not telling the truth about anything. So, wow, gold is up another 30 bucks today. Boy, it's been hammered. Is that right? Stock market is up again big time. Stock market is out of control. 700 points yesterday. 700 points again today. Hmm, gold and silver are zooming. So the dollar is starting to drop. Boy, the dollar dropped big time today. So we'll talk to Fred tomorrow about what's going on. Uh, is this the beginning of the dollar really losing steam? I'm going to see if we can. We'll talk to John Titus. He's going to tell us in an hour. See, I got some good questions already. What's going on? Dollar lost a point and a half. That's huge this morning. That's why gold is up a lot. Um, uh, Climate change, if we look, here's an email. If we look at history, two things happened. An ice age came, froze everything, and a warming up came, which melted the glaciers. It's our history. Both things have happened, and both things will happen again, no matter what. This is not human intervention that is creating these things. It, it's a law of the weather itself, climate itself. That's how this stuff happens. The same thing will happen. The question really 
in the minds of scientists is not whether we are warming up or cooling down to an ice age, but what will happen first. I think it's going to be a cooling first, myself. And um, so, uh, thanks for the email. Yeah, I, I, just, just so you know, uh, there are... Uh, this climate change thing, in my opinion, is so much bigger and well planned out ever since they did that inconvenient truth thing with what's-his-face, Vice President Gore, and which was all lies, um, that, uh, you know, this was all started then. He was part of that, the scam because they want to do this whole Green New Deal, and this is what this whole uh, thing is about, is a Green New Deal, because they want to move to nuclear energy, uh, uh, and then and then parse out, and it'll take years to do the nuclear energy. I mean, you don't build these things overnight. They're very expensive. So that's what they want to do, and in the meantime, they're going to be turning lights off and on, and off and on, and off and on, and off and on. So you and I need to probably earn some more dollars so we can put up solar panels. <laughs> I don't know any way to do it. I don't know any way to do it. Um, 5G is an email. 5G is designed to kill the vaccinated. It will agitate the graphene oxide in the shots, which will cause massive bleeding. Well, the secret of this technology was revealed by an Austrian scientist who was murdered shortly after revealing his discovery. The graphene is so thin that it acts as a million razors slicing capillaries and anything else in it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, talk about that. We we have kind of left all of this stuff alone um, for a long time simply because um, we're just taking the position that these things are really bad and um, I'd rather focus more on how to help people not take these things and learn about them than how spooky they are. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't doubt anything these days about um, the, um, uh, the 5G and the vaccine, the injections. I think it was, I think, um, I think it was all well thought out, is well thought out and um, part of the plan to, to kill people. Uh, I, Lewis writes in, oh, I think he commented on a Ray Pete show, I thought measles was proven not to exist as a result of Stephen, Stefan Lanka's legal court challenge that went all the way to the German Supreme Court. 
or is that measles is not caused by a virus? No, measles is not caused by a virus. They don't catch measles. Measles is a, my understanding, is a detoxification process, kind of a rite of passage for kids. Everybody um, just spits out um, kind of like herpes or, or chicken pox and other things. Um, after being in the womb and doing their whole thing, kids grow up, they get to be a certain age and they get enough mojo. This is my, my opinion, what I've learned. And then kids have measles and mumps and they get rid of them. They're, it's a detoxification process. So I don't think they're viruses. Matter of fact, they've never been proven to be a virus. Let me put it that way. I uh, really appreciate you commenting on uh, that article I sent you a few weeks ago on um, oh, uh, other people's rationale and disease coming from within and there being no viruses. Um, I'm sending to you brings a historical perspective on the 100-year timeline of plague events. Interesting Take good care, enjoy your day. Oh, look at that. Isn't meat harder to digest? I don't understand how anybody could just eat mostly meat. I have a hard time digesting steak. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and um, we think, we believe, my understanding, um, that um, uh, animal foods are the most species, you and I, we're species, appropriate diet. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think the... the, the uh, the data, the science is there. Excuse me, Dr. Fauci. Um, it is there. Um, but, uh, you know, the the microbiome is real different for those who are eating carbs and sugar and vegetables than meat. It's just a different animal. The Everything is different. So, I wouldn't do like I did and just Switch over. You could just, if, you, if you're interested in seeing how uh, eating more animal foods would be beneficial or not to, to you, just start adding a little bit at a time. Excuse me. Just add a little bit. Um, i got the hiccups. Just add a little bit and just increase it and you'll build up a, a microbiome uh, that's uh, um, more suitable to more animal foods. But I found that um, as long as I don't do too much, that uh, it really gets out of the, the stomach rather quickly. And um, and the whole elimination thing, to me, is just amazing. I just, it's so cool. Just have let go of the whole idea of how often I have to poop and how many times. And even at point, some point a year ago, I was taking uh, aloe or something to poop more because I thought I needed to. I'll guarantee you, when you 
don't eat all those um, um, all the fiber when you don't eat it you don't need to go to the bathroom four times a day you just don't I'm going to send this to Sharon and see if she'll put it up as a as a uh, as a slide. It's a great uh, a great article by Zoe Harkham, who we had on the show, and she goes through these papers. She's really geek. We should get her back on just about fiber. Uh, wow! And there is no 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 evidence that fiber is necessary and are good for us. And she's really geeky. And I'm going to email her and get her back on and talk about it because this is a big deal. And the only reason you have to poop a lot is when you eat fiber because it's not digestible. And uh, um, most of the studies, the big high-level studies that people go by were financed by Kellogg and General Mills. So people eat these cereals to get their fiber. I don't know. Is it anything sacred? Anything? You'll feel better not having fiber. You will. I think you will. Oh, here's an article. Let's see. Bill Gates says preventing people from eating meat is too difficult. That's because his stupid Beyond Meat stuff is is crashing. You see the stock on that thing? That thing's going to go bankrupt. Let's see what old Bill said. Bill Gracious said that it's impractical to insist on reducing meat consumption in order to combat climate change. Well, good, Bill. You duh. What do you think? Anyone who says that we will tell people to stop eating meat or stop wanting to have a nice house and we'll just basically change human desires, I think that's too difficult. Gates said in an interview with Bloomberg, Well, maybe he's getting a little. This is from Epoch Times. Eating meat is beneficial to the human body. One study conducted by researchers from Queensland Brain Institute, Australia, found that selenium and mineral found in meat, some of the other foods, has a potential to reverse the decline in brain function. Another study conducted by researchers from the University of Adelaide looked into the health effects of total meat consumption. In more than 170 nations, they found that consumption of energy from meat does result in greater life expectancy. Some studies have linked meat-free diets with improved health. However, nutritionist Yasef Gai he think think that such research might be biased, according to, and most of these um, these ones that are really uh, sell you on the idea of vegetarian is uh, they're what they're called um, they're studies that not not studies that are really um, placebo controlled double blind studies control groups. There are studies that use uh, there's a word for it. They just take. Um, um, they have people fill out questionnaires. What did you eat and what's your sickness life? 
And so many things are going into that. How many people are on medicines? How much meat or vegetables did they eat? I can't. Can you remember what you had last Thursday? And I think people fill these things out once a month. It's just, these aren't studies. They just aren't. You know, just remember that there are forces out there, and I don't know exactly who they are, or what they are, or what their what their motives are, but they don't want you to live a long time. It's a fact. They just don't. They want you sick. They want you to go to the doctor who doesn't know anything about food, and they want you to take their meds and uh, end up in a nursing home and until you just fall apart. I know, it seems weird to say that, but it's true, so what are you going to do? So, stick around here. We're going to try to help you to stay away from docs if you don't need to, unless you break a leg, or understand more how key the spiritual component is to healing, as we talk about all the time and we'll continue to talk about and are working on our book, and our screenplays, um, one of the screenplays. Um, it's just the way it works, and uh, once you get happy, we'll help you try to do that as best we can, then your your whole, all the issues that you have will slowly just fade away, have a lack of, uh, lack of energy. They'll just fade away. Tension in the body in my opinion, and what my experience is, tension is probably the number one cause of disease. Tension. It comes in many forms. It can be from a traumatic effect like a car crash or a divorce, parents dying all the way to just, um, uh, you know, worried about your house payment or whatever. And it just causes tension in the body and that tension tightens. So our job is to relax, to trust God, to open up more and more, even when there are things circling the runway that that they want to try to convince you can get us. Don't buy into it. Stay focused on God, on your health, on your life, on your family. Um, and don't spend all your time doodling around on the internet looking at all the bad things that are going on because it's hard to uh, not have that affect you. It's very difficult. I do very little of that anymore. Just look at a few headlines just to keep up with things. That's about it. So I I wouldn't dig into these things and try to, you know, oh, look at that, look what they're doing. Don't do that. Why? What, what benefit? What benefit is there? It's like, think about it, It'd be like telling your children spooky stories about people, you know, all this stuff. You don't want to do that. Just help them be happy and healthy and live their own life and uh, not get involved in these people. That's what I would do if I was a kid. I wouldn't be telling a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Jelly bean. Good morning, Patrick. I'm just sharing here. Oh, when they say that, you know something bad's coming, but I'll read it. Uh, I'm reading this cold. Last night I was so tired. When I got home, my husband put two chicken pot pies 
in the oven, which was a kind thought after eating that crap, ooh, and having an ice cream sundae. Boy, am I paying for it today. Where's the beef? Remember that little old lady on the commercials? That's what I'm eating today. Yeah, I mean, it, these these things are hard. I mean, you had sugar and uh, pot pies. You don't know what's in those things. And I know, we used to have when we were kids, well, not very often. Uh, my mom didn't like them either. She knew they were bad, but I guess 50 years or 60 years ago, they were probably a whole lot uh, healthier than they are today. And they do taste pretty yummy because they put all kinds of stuff in there. But uh, you can actually... Um, I used to buy them. I don't buy them anymore. But years ago, they had these gluten-free organic pot pie uh, at Whole Foods, and they were kind of fun. But yeah, you don't... Yeah, well, but don't tell your husband. You know, thank him for helping you uh, to eat, and you'll get over it. <laughs> she says, boy, am I paying for it today. Well, that's a good sign. It's a good sign because you know you are getting healthier, and your body is getting more um, um, sensitive to things that you don't, aren't good for it, and it'll just tell you pretty quickly. Like you wake up and go, ooh. And you'll get to the point where you can actually feel it maybe at 30 minutes after you ate it. And then you can say, whoa. It's just how the karma uh, condenses down. You know, the Beatles talked about, uh, they wrote a song about it called Instant Karma, and that's the whole idea of karma, is that when we do something, and the more quickly we receive the the input from it, or the output, the um, sowing and reaping, karma, right? The more quickly we receive the reaping, the more easily it is for us to connect the dots and say, whoa, when I do that. Does that make sense? So in other words, uh, take it all the way to the an, an extraordinary um um, an extraordinary case would be, say, last lifetime, you were a burglar, and you got confused, and you killed somebody in a robbery, and uh, you didn't get caught. You died, and you came back here, and um, you had to deal with that. Uh, and then so, some very strange things happen to you to deal with all of the karmic effects of killing someone. Everything that happens to the family, to taking a parent away from a kid, all that is your karma. It's not just killing somebody. It's, it's everything that you have to pay back. And you can do it in a lifetime, or two, it might take two or three lifetimes and have two or three lifetimes of really getting your ass kicked. And you wonder why. Well, that's karma just coming back. So, uh, the, the moral of the story is that as we clean things up, and this works with diet, we clean things up spiritually, we can clean things up mentally, emotionally, right? The more the time between the sowing and reaping shrinks shrinks so then we can see wow I ate that now I feel this and that's what's going on to the detriment of most humans on earth today 
is they are so many years of eating bad food. I'm not criticizing them. They just don't know. They didn't know. They don't know. And they're so clogged up with this bad food and just put on a bunch of weight and obesity and sicknesses that they they don't feel the food that they're eating is bad for them. It just tastes good. And they just pile it on. And of course, when you do that, there's a time when it just catches up with you and then you have diabetes or heart disease or heart attack or cancer or whatever. This is how it works. It's that simple. That simple. So the cleaner you get on all levels, the the shorten, the time shortens on what you experience for what you've just done. Did, done, did, done. So once you get really squeaky clean spiritually, you can... You can really get angry at something and punch them in the mouth and you may get punched back an hour later. That's how it works. It's just got to work through the karma. Does that make sense? Now think about that. That's, that's how it works. I'm sure of it. So getting squeaky clean is fun because then it just gets to more instant karma and then it's pretty easy. You say, well, I ate that. That's dumb. I don't like that. What's up with that? I don't want that. It's pretty easy to, to, to navigate your diet when half an hour later or an hour later you feel like I don't I don't I don't like feeling like this. I have work to do. I what am I, stuck in my stomach or whatever. That's how it works. Then you can just pick out and you'll find your exact diet for you. Not for what I tell you to eat. I don't tell you what to eat, but just to give you my experience. Make sense? That's what you want. Get to the point where you are running the show, because you are running the show, and you get to eat whatever you want and whatever works for you. And it'll get better and better and better as you refine it. And just drop off stuff that's not happening, you know. And I think we get to the point where we're just going to do error. Seriously. I think we get to the point where we're just going to do God. Just eat God. I think it goes from the worst diet ever to eating God. I think that's the, the, I think that's the thing. There's people that do that, you know. Just eat God. Probably too much to talk about this morning. Okay, I'm going to take a little break here. I'm going to have some little food. I have my colostrum, but I am hungry. So I'm looking to maybe have some bacon here. And then we're going to talk to um, uh, a guest uh, about the financial state of the world. And we're going to do that in about um, 45 minutes. His name is John Titus. He did a video series called Mafia Crossity, the Mafia Word, uh, Explosion of the Crimes of the Banksters in their multi-trillion dollar heist as being perpetrated during the current crisis. Multi-trillion dollar stealing. John Titus, 45 minutes, well, 
40 minutes now, right here on One Radio Network. Thanks for your support. Let me know if you need something. Uh, um, just email me. I'll help you any way I can. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. May the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. <laughs>